Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 Yes, indeed. Here we go. Welcome to your Thanksgiving weekend. Laird Man here. Curtis recharging the batteries. And there's only one man big enough to fill those shoes. He is Nick Fitzy Stevens, ready for a Thanksgiving weekend with two tremendous rivalry games back-to-back. The game, Ohio State-Michigan today. We'll join coverage at 1130, Fitzy. And tomorrow, Patriots-Giants. Perhaps the lame. Perhaps you've got a better name for it. 2-8 and eight at 3-8. and eight. Somehow the Patriots favored with a bizarre quarterback competition ongoing, as was uh, amplified yesterday over at Gillette. How are you, Fitz? Oh, good. Do it. Gosh. <laughs> the toilet bowl tomorrow in Gillette, Ken. Oh. Uh, good morning, Ken. Hope you've had a fabulous Thanksgiving as well. Boy, oh, boy. It was not the kind of Boston Sports Friday we were looking for over the holiday weekend. A Black Friday sale on disappointment as the Bruins and the Celtics both get waxed on matinee games. Jeez. It's bizarre that uh, the Bruins can't beat the Red Wings. No. Nope. And Orlando is the thorn in the side of the Celtics. And somewhat yeah. legit Orlando. Yeah, they're 11-5. and five. They've rattled off a half dozen straight. And last year, those were the games that, at the time, we thought they were anomalous. Like, oh, well, okay, no big deal. The Celtics can't beat a team that, you know, wins one for every five that they lose. But time and again, Orlando had the secret sauce to take down the Celtics. And yesterday, you get Porzingis leaving the game a little bit early. Here it goes. Here we go. It's now beginning again. Jalen Brown with another very mediocre, or as the kids like to say, mid-effort on the road when the Celtics need him to step up. It's strange how... Uh, the Magic really do have a certain kind of their team name over the Celtics. And now they're 11-5, and five and, you know, the Celtics are off to a hot start, but I don't know. I, I noticed know, you looking. deflected quick off the Patriots there. Mr. Patriot had enough Patriots talk after this week of six rings and yesterday's fill-in work. I, Ken, okay, I take, you to, I take you to a tweet yesterday from at NFL Rookie Watch. Uh, <laughs> this truly is, let's see, I don't even know if it necessarily, I don't think it's a sanctioned site from the NFL, but... Uh, this was the this was the sale on hyperbole sold by this by this particular account yesterday. The New England Patriots currently possess the third overall pick in the draft. The Giants currently possess the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft. This week's matchup between the Pats and Giants will be all caps the most important game in both franchises' <laughs> histories. I mean, we are doing everything we can 
to drum up interest, look for new and unique angles. Uh, I mean, just show me on the... Uh, I think today, here's my big take into this morning's program, Ken. I think today is actually, as if not a more important day of football for Patriots fans to watch. Because mm. while you're not necessarily sure who on the roster, Bill Belichick, if he's even making the decisions, or whomever Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft hire to coach and maybe manage player personnel next year, whoever they're going to re-sign, okay. Who's really going to be a part of the solution as opposed to the problem next year? All right. Uh, these are reasons to watch. And, of course, the rotating reality show drama of who's under center. But today, you may see your future under center. Could it be Jaden Daniels? Could it be J.J. McCarthy? Could it be any number of other quarterbacks? And Michael and, Penix and, Jr., perhaps? Yeah, Bo Nix, Penix Jr. There's all these options. Like, there's such there, there is such poor quarterback play in the NFL this season that you could see six, maybe even seven quarterbacks go in the first round. And as far as like left tackles, other building blocks, elite wide receiver ones, they're going to be flying high and wide all over the USA today. So Pats fans, strap in and buckle up. This is your day of football. But, you know, to be honest, Fitzy, I don't want any of those quarterbacks drafted if Belichick is still the guy. That is the first domino to fall. Are you sticking with Bill? Are you moving on from Bill? Because what we have seen here is how to ruin a young quarterback in exemplary fashion over a three-year span, surrounded him with garbage, offensive line porous, three coordinators in three years, someone who's never coordinated the position before in the midst of that, multiple benchings, mind games, in-season quarterback competition here in 2023 with seven games to go. It has been interesting to watch. I don't understand quite why he's doing it, except for the fact that we heard Olofsky coming in on the replay. Mind games, get everyone's attention. I guess that's it. Why Why is Bill doing this? Why does he keep taking uh, Mac Jones behind the woodshed and bludgeoning him over and over and over? Ken, I got to tell you, honestly, I feel at this point, with all due respect to Bill Belichick and everything he has done for the game of football, for the New England Patriots franchise and the good people of New England and Pat's nation, I think Pat's fans will riot like they're at the Kowloon on Thanksgiving night if Belichick is back <laughs> as head coach next year. I mean, Are you I, there? Honestly, I, You're there I most do. nights. I mean, seriously, at this point now, um, I would like to like I would like to know what do you believe the ratio is? Um, I can and for the love of me, I cannot figure out why Mac Jones has been treated the way he's been treated. If he's deserved it, if Belichick is frustrated over having to work with a young guy, if he's not a, a yes, dude, but a pushback guy and that has rankled, um, you know, Belichick's veteran coaching feathers and he continues to be dug in on his ways, though we're told time and again that he is. His part of his genius is his flexibility and his adaptability, which I don't think we've quite seen as much in a GM capacity or a talent development capacity in years. Uh, I, I, I would say right now the ratio of Patriots fans that would like to see Bill move on to whatever other executive job, coaching job versus stick around is probably, I'd say, three to one. I mean, you could be right, although Max lost a lot of believers, pretty much uh -huh. everybody. Um so you've, you've got a fan base who doesn't believe in the coach, doesn't believe in the quarterback, and mm -hmm. the owner is under quite a bit of scrutiny as well. So I don't know who to believe in at this point. I will say this, though. If indeed Bill returns, I mean, you believe he can coach defense, right? We believe yep. still he's got some chops. Marvin Harrison Jr., who you'll see today in that game at noon, he may be foolproof. They've had a lot of mistakes drafting a receiver. <clears throat> but if you're going to keep Bill, isn't that the guy to go to? 
I don't know who the hell you play under center, but at, but at least that's a start. <laughs> Watching Waddle and Tyreek Hill yesterday on the Black Friday game, uh. it is just it is so different from watching a Patriot game to have the luxury of one of those guys out on the outside. It's just, it's just mind numbing too. Time and again, like even can the wide receiver position look at some of the young tight ends making a difference now as well. Whether it's Kraft catching a touchdown uh, on Thanksgiving Day for Green Bay, and of course they draft, they grab two. They grab Kraft and they grab Musgrave out of Oregon State, who really looks like he could be. Uh, a game changer as well, or at least a Sunday contributor for years to come. Sam Laporta is looking like an absolute steal in the second round at this point for Detroit. These were all teams that had legitimate assets and weapons on the outside to work with, and then they still went and grabbed some young tight ends. Meanwhile, Hunter Henry, perfectly serviceable. You know, he's the turkey club of tight ends. Mike Gesicki, who's basically a receiver in tight ends clothing. They don't, like... I don't know what the plan is on the outside, on the inside, in the slot. I mean, we, we've got DeMario Douglas and at this point. Um, right, right. And don't even get me started on the fact that there's not a single viable tackle signed to the roster for 2024 either. Like, we are talking And it doesn't like, appear Trent Brown's going to be resigning in this organization. I, I do not believe young Trenton Brown will be putting pen to paper, whether it's virtual or literal, next year to remain a member of the New England Patriots. We are talking a roster right now that is more of a disaster than 495 heading to the Rentham outlets. Like, I don't know which way things are going to go. Like, whoever takes this job next year has so many different uh, holes in the in the dam to fix, if you will. Well, I would like um, listeners driving around, relaxing here over the weekend, just start to think about your plan because I, I, I could use a plan. I, I agree, Fitzy. It's tough to come up with one. A definitive coach quarterback draft plan. And you got a lot of talent on display today here on this college football Saturday. Bring your call, 617-779-7937. Do you want the receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., young quarterback? And what do you make of Bill's quarterback approach this week? Now, yesterday, he met the media, Fitz, and I would like to play this for the listeners. It's about a minute uh, minute and some change, uh, Q&A, as to who the starting quarterback is and why that will not be revealed. Tuesday or Wednesday, Jones said that he was hopeful that he would be the starter uh, against the Giants, and he felt like that was the plan. Is that the plan? Yeah, I told everybody to be ready to go, and hopefully that's what they're all doing. I'm not going to announce starters at every position or back or whatever. Everybody be ready to go. Is it, is it mostly Mac and Bailey taking the first snaps in practice? Told everybody to be ready to go. I've told everybody to be ready to go. Bill, why aren't you announce it? Yeah, well, then we'll be announcing then who's starting this, who's playing that, who's doing this, who's doing that. I mean, once we get going on that, then. I'm not going down that road, so sorry. So that's followed up, Fitzy. That that masterpiece. But Ken, the fact that he was doing his Belichick jazz poetry and actually tapping on the podium to keep beat was really extra special. I mean, he's has he's such disdain for the moment that he's actually playing his own percussion section and tapping on the podium. I mean, this is just next level. So then, yeah, that is that is excellent. <laughs> little drummer boy <laughs> i was laughing yesterday when we aired it live on fitzy and Hart, and i actually find it funnier this morning 
So uh, Phil Perry reports yesterday from NBC Sports Boston. As far as players and staff can tell, the quarterback reps in practice this week have been split relatively evenly between Mack and Zappi. The two other backups, Will Greer and Malik Cunningham, don't appear to be in the running to start, despite McCourty telling the Greg Hill Show Wednesday, by the way, I might add, that he thought Greer was going <laughs> to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Secondly, says Phil Perry, players have not been told who's starting and can't tell who Belichick's choice will be based on the distribution of workload. One starter, curious as to which quarterback would be starting, resorted to asking the quarterbacks themselves. They relate to him. They weren't sure. So here we are. So what's, what will happen tomorrow and why? Why is Bill doing this? What give me, I just want to know, like, what advantage... Does Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, I, I certainly don't believe that anyone else organizationally believes this is the best idea or the way to go about this. And what advantage he thinks he's getting in the minds of the quarterbacks and over Brian Dayball in the New York Giants, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned. And I just took a moment while we were in anticipation of you reading the Phil Perry tweet. I was just reading the replies and the quote tweets. Holy smokes. I mean, it's a good thing that they, quote, ignore the noise at Gillette Stadium because if they had a true idea or put their finger on the pulse of what Pat's nation was saying and thinking and feeling right now, yikes. Oh, now, Fitzy, there's only one noise out there right now in Foxborough. <laughs> so I was trying to come up on the drive in here, Fitzy, with some theories as to why he's doing this. So let me uh-huh. propose the best I could come up with. We, we had reports early in the week that the locker room was out on Mac. Or I don't know, was that last week or this week, right? Mm-hmm. Who, I don't know, who, yep. who were those from? That was Callahan last week, I believe, yeah. saying. Because you know, a different week, different take on how terribly things are going. But that it was uh, just like I like my burger meat. It was 80-20 against Mac. So do you think simply Bill, he, he agrees with that assessment, and he decides, I can't put Mac back as the starter, you know, uh, carte blanche across the board because then the locker room will revolt. They'll bail. But if I have a quarterback competition at least they'll hang in there because they're on they aren't sure what the plan is i mean maybe maybe (laughs) okay if you're starting mac jones then technically you're probably starting in my estimation and that of many others you're probably starting the guy who gives you the best chance to win if he plays at his absolute best but we know he has been pushed pulled dragged yanked uh and punished in so many different ways that I, I almost think, and I think Tommy Curran wrote, wrote as much last week as well on NBCSportsBoston.com, that it's almost court, it's almost like roster malpractice to start this guy at this point because he is so in his head. I say he has the knob locks, but that's basically just a contemporary way of saying he has the yips. You know Bill O'Brien doesn't love Bailey Zapp because they already let him go once and they didn't even make him the backup when they played Vegas a couple of months back. And Will Greer, I mean, this guy must just be like like play quarterback at the level of a double amputee at this in the the estimation of the because why wouldn't you give this guy a kick at the can well because i think we know zappy stinks and we know mac is the only upside to the season i mean he's probably ruined but the only thing left to gain of the last six games to me is to see if you can repair mac that's it i don't know what else you'll get out of the year and are you repairing mac but ken are you repairing mac so that you can, are you trying to rebuild Mac Jones again by making it a mystery? Is he even fixable? Though is the question, right? That's I, the question. I think he That's is. That's what they need to answer. I think he, Joe. I I truly believe Mac is reparable. I do think that he can play in this league. Obviously, the way that they've handled it to date is not it. Is he the savior for a franchise? No. Could they maybe just be hoping to repair him enough that he can be 
their fourth-year quarterback not picking up the fifth-year option while they try to draft and develop someone next year. I think that is best-case scenario. All right, we'll take your plans. They're coming in on the text line, 37937, and on the phones, 617-779-7937. The Pats quarterback coach plan going forward. Big day of college ball today to watch some of the prospects and the quarterback competition here in New England, which will be transferring down near you, Fitzy, to the Meadowlands, Mm. where they have Tim Boyle on one side and (laughs) the great Tommy DeVito. uh, What has happened to North Jersey? Maybe we're jealous of that situation. At least they've picked guys. Here is Tommy DeVito's Sunday ends with like (laughs) chicken cutlets and vodka sauce. Right. Here is Joe Braverman, ready to trend. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in in a few minutes. (laughs) Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Are you starting Sunday? Hope so. I mean, that's the plan. I think I always work really hard for that. Um, really put a lot of attention and detail into the week, like I talked about. And um, a lot of that decision-making is things I can't control, but I can control my attitude and my effort, like I talked about. And I'm really thankful overall just to be in the NFL and be playing quarterback You know, on Thanksgiving, right? Um, it's a great week to be grateful for a lot of things and to play this game, the, uh, the game we love together. I think that means a lot to me, regardless of the situation. Mac from Wednesday, uh, pondering life. <laughs> I got to give Mac a little credit. I mean, oh, he's, a lot. He's not played well. Obviously, he's had a bad year. The the Germany game was a debacle on many levels, as we know. Ten six and the pick of the century. But he's actually been as good as you could hope for at the podium. Sticking out the tough chin. Wouldn't you agree, Fitzy? Give him a little half a kudo for that. I'll give him an attaboy for the accountability and showing up overall, not pulling a Caleb Williams and saying, that's it, I'm not talking to the media anymore. Look, Mac has, Mac has owned up to the fact that he hasn't played well enough when he's had the spotlight on him and when the team has needed him most. I don't really buy into the idea that it's 80-20 in the locker room entirely, that everyone is that out on him. Look, he's not been good enough, period. And whether it is the fault of the line, his coordinators, his head coach, himself, it begins with you, and you can't project the uh, the reasons for your own personal failure 
onto others. It's something you have to sort of like wrap your arms around as a grown-up, and this is a very intense situation for him. But when I listen to that soundbite there, Ken, I can't decide if that is Mac basically just continuing to be broken and like begging his captor bill belichick for mercy or if he's sending out sos smoke signals to other teams like oh, please help I'll, well, I yes I'll play well, he should be don't, don't you agree i mean get me out of here please somebody in the offseason that's what he's that's what he's playing for or, yeah well he might not be playing here was bailey zappy it was this yesterday braverman he was asked yesterday uh the zapster whether he was going to be starting do you guys know who's starting? No. <laughs> um, that's Coach Bell's decision. Um, he's the head coach for a reason, so he makes those decisions, and we just play football. Are there are there Zappy clans out there? Are there people that want him in, other than Adam Jones? I think Jones is a Zappy guy. So I guess I guess there is a clan then. I want Greer, and it's only just because you do. I beca- Ken, I, because number you want one, the Tim Boyle of New England. He's certainly not going to be. Tim Boyle was horrible in college. How he made his way onto an NFL roster, I have no idea. By the way, the Jets are sticking with him next week. Robert Sala has said today, we're giving Timmy a chance to roll again next week. Timmy! Great. (laughs) (laughs) After yesterday's Hell Mary. What an absolute just blank show yesterday. Would you rather be a Jets fan or a Patriots fan? Patriots fan. I have six Super Bowls. They have one. Well, no, I know. But just let's look forward. Just for next year. Okay. They'll probably get Rodgers back, right? Mm-hmm. They should. They should. And I, 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 I think all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers, as he has pumped his own tires and talked time and again on the Pat McAfee program, that the plan is to come back no matter what. I think all of a sudden there will be a mystery setback coming up real <laughs> soon. Why throttle? Why throttle up when you can actually recover fully and then be ready for next season with enough of a roster to compete in an AFC that can we're finding out is a little bit more of a uh, lotto ball spin right now. Like, it's totally... You're right. It's, it's wide open and up for grabs now. It's, it makes it extra depressing that the 10-win prediction of yours truly and the 11 wins of Tommy Curran and others did not come true this year because, I mean, if the Patriots had a, even an average offense, they'd be in the mix. I mean, they're not going to beat the Dolphins. They're not going to beat, I guess, uh, Baltimore, although nope. they're bagged up. But still, you'd be the third or fourth best team in the AFC. Yeah, if the Patriots were even 9-8 and eight at this point now, like, look, there are teams, for example, Ken, like Denver, who lost a game 70-20 to 20 earlier this season, and they have gotten their ish back in order, and now they have a legitimate chance if they keep playing the way they have. Solid defense, excellent quarterback play. Uh, Cortland Sutton playing out of his mind. Javante Williams looking like a stud RB1. Samjay Pirine now back in his uh, third down role. And, and Sean Payton doing a good job coaching, they could possibly play their way into the wild card. The Houston Texans, who have been the, the benchmark for ineptitude and basement living in the NFL, now all of a sudden find themselves not just on the doorstep of the playoffs with a rookie quarterback who's the surefire rookie of the year, but also a potential MVP candidate. Tomorrow, they're basically playing for first place in their division. I mean, what a hell of a drug NFL 2023 is. Well, tomorrow it starts. Seven-game win streak. Bill Belichick rallies the troops, 9-8 and eight finish, 7 straight to end the year. If that happens, Ken Laird, honestly, then he should retire at the end of the season. <laughs> Shula record be damned. I'll drive him straight to Canton for the induction in February. Fitzy in for Curtis today. It is the Ken and Curtis Show here until 1130. We can pick up Ohio State Michigan coverage then. What is your plan for this weekend, for tomorrow, and going forward? What should your Patriots plan be? 617 617- 
779-7937. Trucker Danny is out on the pike. Hello, Trucker Danny. Hey, how are you doing today? You guys sound great. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Danny, good morning. I think that the Crafts should bring back Belichick for next season and let him finish proving that it was all Brady, that without Brady, he is a sub-500 NFL head coach. And by the end of next season, when they finish, I don't know, 3-14, and 14, uh, they'll have a high draft pick, and the town will have run Belichick the, uh, the out, of, out of town for the Crafts, and there won't be any issue there. And then they can clean house and start fresh. Back when I was a kid, the Steelers went 1-13 one year. Two years later, they were a dynasty. It can happen. You can turn around quick with the right people making the right draft picks. Belichick doesn't make the right draft picks, and we know he's not winning NFL coach without Brady under center. All right, Danny. There's the plan. Remove a shadow of a doubt that it's that Bill is the problem, and tankath. That's a two-year tankathon plan. So, and and what could potentially be Robert and then Kraft's draft? I, I, draft I, I, Joe Green. Sure. Yeah. Exa- exactly. And then uh, get uh, Franco Harris. Uh, <laughs> And Terry Bradshaw, and let's see, let's see, let's see if uh, Lynn Stallworth is available while we're at it too. Um, so basically, so this is what I was telling you earlier. Like the spite now in the in the souls and in the hearts of the good people, the cult of Belichick, the the devoted hoodies who are all probably trying to figure out how they can stitch the sleeves back on their hooded Patriots sweatshirts. These guys now all basically, like here, there's somebody who's probably just basked in the riches and the glory of the past quarter century, Ken, who now wants Robert Kraft next year in what could be his last year atop the hierarchy of the Patriots executive structure to basically embarrass Belichick. I mean, like, that's, that but, is but, a measure f- three-quarters too far, but this is where some people are emotionally with the team. But counterpoint to that, what did you put okay. it past Bill that he is doing this, he is treating Mac this way for spite of his own? I put Kraft, nothing past Bill Belichick. Kraft made the pick. Kraft forced Mac on him. Kraft meddled before the year and said, Bill O'Brien's coming in, we're going to fix Mac, Mac's your guy. And so at every turn, he tweaks Robert with a little Mac treatment. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just now, trying to make sense of it all. Well, we, see, the, the whole thing, though, is to just sort of wonder where Bill Belichick's mind is. Is he, is he somewhere now where he wants and needs to compete at the same level he has forever? Does he still have the, the hunger, the lust, and the thirst? for victories, for playoffs, for championships, for greatness? Or did he reach a point with two Super Bowls as a coordinator, six as a head coach, where eight rings was enough, uh, fun show to watch on the football channel, and eight rings being enough, now he just gets to coach with his kids, and he doesn't have the same need to be at the highest level. And so maybe he yeah, is Yeah, but just he, hear, he hears callers like Trucker Danny. He may say he doesn't listen to sports talk radio, but he hears that legacy, those legacy shots. Uh-huh. He hears Warren Sapp. Didn't Sapp wasn't he the latest guy to come out and say it was all Brady? Bill Bill rode his coattails. Whatever. I mean, there's another oh, former brutal. athlete a week who says that. So that's got to get to Bill. He can't be trying to lose on purpose, but he no. could be trying to tweak individuals in the organization on purpose. I just can't. I just can't believe that Bill Belichick would want to just go through that. I mean, what an unpleasant process of going about football to just sort of be ambivalent towards your own legacy and the the tail end of your career. I mean, look, his... his. What would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? The last 25 years? I mean, maybe there you go. 
I mean, people talk about other people in New England being too obsessed with living in the past. Uh, I, is there any is there any greater North Star to that than the way the Patriots have gone about the, their business in recent year? How do you feel about Joe in the car? Let's try Joe. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, just two quick points. Um, I think Belichick is just keeping it simple and everybody's looking too deep. Whoever's going to compete the best in practice that week is going to get the start, and that's the way it is, and that's the way it's always been. The other thing is Kraft has taken more of a backseat than everybody has realized. So, like, oh, you're going to let Jonathan take the reins? Jonathan basically has the reins. And another thing, um, Ken, you listening? I'm here. Uh, Fitzy and Hart. Fitzy took a long time to grow on me, but you got to get them on the air more often. I try to. God, bye. They get a lot of airtime. They were on yesterday. Thank you, Joe. I agree. Joe, they thank are you very much. Check out the Six Rings podcast. Check out the Six Rings postgame show. Fitzy today. Fitzy and Hart yesterday. They'll be filling in for Gresham Fourier all Christmas week, right? Yep. We think. Um, Unless you bail yep. on that. Nope, my kids are, uh, you can spend a week with my kids. We're bidding on eBay right now, current uh, holiday, $150. Fitzy uh, on two nights a week with Keith. Hard on two nights a week with Keith. And also the Six Rings postgame show tomorrow. It's probably going to be, dare I say, the most electric three and a half hours of radio that New England has ever seen. <laughs> I, it can, it's got a lot to keep up with. Two weeks ago, and thank you very much for the nice words, Joe. It's oh, um, good. Uh, two weeks ago, the postgame show was such an interesting mix. I was only after able the, to be, after the Germany game. After the after the, after the failure in Frankfurt, the game uh, more was, punishing to Germany than the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm, I wouldn't have been surprised if five minutes after that game, Angela Merkel got on the phone with Joe Biden and was like, <laughs> "Joe, I thought we were friends. <laughs> Is she still in power? I think she's Why gone. would you send this to? I think so. I don't know. Uh, but I was there for the first three hours before I had to go coach my kid to an absolute massacre in the flag football finale here in Fairfield. Um, the callers were, it was an interesting mix of uh, abject, like, resignation and then also just, like, visceral, visceral anger. Like, yeah. they were just, they were so mad that the roster was built the way that it was. They were so disappointed for the organization like that meme of Robert Kraft standing there in the black puffy coat with his head hung down. They were Jonathan Kraft, like just, you know, this team stinks. It's not even worth it. Uh, they they couldn't believe the interception that Mac threw when he sees a linebacker 12 feet away from him, so he backfoots that thing too short for Mike Kosicki in the end zone. Basically, you could hear and see each stage of grief that the caller was going through. It really was, Joe, wasn't it? It was like seven stages of grief per caller. It was so depressing. I found myself just... So bummed, not for myself. I mean, come on, dude. We've lived in this area through six championships and the greatness of Tom Brady and being relevant and dominant for so long. You can't ask for more in your lifetime, but you shouldn't be subject to this. I mean, if if any Patriots fan was told this is the price you're going to have to pay for a while for what you endured, people would sign on to that in a heartbeat, even in blood if ink wasn't available. But it doesn't make it. It doesn't make it easier. <laughs> well, to give your uh, colleague Andy Hart a little credit to answer Joe's question, because Joe, Joe's assessment there at the start was, mm-hmm. Bills having them compete, best guy's going to win. Well, that's not what Belichick said in two thousand one. Great quote that Hart pulled. Quote: I don't think you can really get two quarterbacks ready. I think you can get one ready, and that's what we have to do. We have to get one guy ready to play, and that is my responsibility to the football team. End quote. So either the league has changed dramatically in twenty two years, or Bills' philosophy has. Or that's a bunch of poppycock and there's something else going on here. 
God, great use of one of my favorite underused words in the English language, poppycock. Solid job, Ken. Let's it go. is. It's it's a complete hogwash. And that is a great poll by Hart, who obviously was with the organization for two decades and has a real good understanding and idea of how Belichick does what he does. Uh, and I, it's not I, just I, media speak. If if no. If the reporting of Phil Perry is correct, the players have no idea who the quarterback correct. is. And I just wonder... You know, if you had three different kinds of quarterbacks, Ken, if you had uh, a righty, a lefty, a pocket passer, and a mobile quarterback, and you were trying to keep the other team, like if you had a Chris Leak and Tim Tebow 15 years ago, 16 years ago, whenever that was for Florida, I can understand not announcing your starter and maybe even working a rotation in. But when you have three underperforming, mid-20, right-handed quarterbacks, none of whom are going to put fear in the hearts of opposing safeties, corners, and defensive coordinators— I just, I don't understand what we're doing unless this is all part of like some new reality show that Craft Sports Entertainment is filming that they'll well, well, put so, out on Pats.com next week. Good point. And side question on that. Well, I picked, pulled up Alex in Cambridge, but hold on, Alex. Uh, so you mentioned Jaden Daniels' name at the start of this hour. He'll play today. Uh, rocketing up, Ken. He was yep. a third-round draft pick a few weeks ago. Most mocks have him going in the top ten now. LSU plays at noon. They host A&M. He has, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, nine passing and four rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks, granted against scrub defenses. I watched him a little bit in the Alabama game when he threw a bad pick late in that game, mm-hmm. but he's got the style that is something different than obviously this team currently has. Is there a case to draft Jaden Daniels, keep Mack for one more year and groom him up and have him play in spot duty as an athlete if need be until he takes over the full range as quarterback in two years? A thousand and ten percent, because he would be for whomever is the next quarter, whomever is the next offensive coordinator and whoever is the next head coach. Somebody like Jaden Daniels gives you an extremely high ceiling and it's going to take a while for him to probably adapt to the NFL program. And it sure would be nice if he had a Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors, of course, (laughs) who is his stud wide receiver one at LSU, who also now has vaulted into the first round of many mock drafts. At least with somebody like a Jaden Daniels, you've got the high ceiling you can coach into and work up toward. They took Mac, I believe, at the time that they went through Ken, the uncharacteristically aggressive free agency spending spree, because they believed they were a high floor team. And that's exactly who they were against a substandard 2021 schedule. They finished 10 and 7, they go to the playoffs. Sure, they get their doors blown off in Buffalo, but they were a high floor team at that point. They don't really have much more room to grow and go at this point if they're going to continue along the way Belichick has rostered, developed, and built the team. Well, Bill has destroyed that floor, by the way. <laughs> that floor has uh, <laughs> has collapsed. All right, Alex in Cambridge here on Ken and Curtis, which is now Fitzy and Laird today. So anyhow, uh, I was saying that um, Zappy can't be that bad if uh, Patricia was able to uh, make him a decent quarterback last year. And I think uh, Zappy just sort of... Um, Got on Bill O'Brien's bad side, and I guess he does. I mean, he made him look bad, so I don't know. You know, I think Zappy can uh, at least let him play for a bit. Okay, there's a Zappy guy, a Zappyite, okay. if you will. I, I mean, uh, I suppose you could make the case Zappy was better last year. Um, certainly hasn't been good this year. Isn't that one of the great mysteries of Patriots Nation? Uh, you know, certainly not as high up as why didn't Butler play in Super Bowl Fifty Two, but why? Was Bailey Zappi able to execute the offense better last year? Now, granted, believe in Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
Uh, it was against Green Bay on the road, and we saw that that was not the great Green Bay teams of Aaron Rodgers' recent past. It was home against the Lions, and we know Jared Goff turns to goo against Belichick, and then sometimes when he's got the national spotlight on him on Thanksgiving Day. And then they went on the road against a very mid-Cleveland Browns team and kind of dominated thoroughly. Uh, after that, the wheels came off, but who among us would have played well in that thoroughly butchered Monday night mismanage mania of... Let's start, Mac, when he throws a pass that hits the camera wire. We'll pull him out and we'll put in Zappy. Everybody ready to go. Be ready today. Even you, on your couch, wherever you are, driving around the greater New England area. It's Laird and Fitzy. We continue until 1130. Ohio State, Michigan coming up at that time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And Sarge will dribble the clock out. Celtics led by double figures after the first quarter and end up losing by 17. And they have not punched a ticket for the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament just yet. I think, you know, we had some turnovers, and I think they just, uh, I think they were more physical than us. And, you know, when they went on runs, we just weren't able to respond um, how we normally do, I feel like. I got the magic in me. Final call of the Celtics on NBC Sports Boston. Jason Tatum. They lost by 17 to the Magic. What the hell happened there, Fitz? I can't, for the life of me, figure out what it is that the Orlando Magic hold over the Boston Celtics. I mean, you look at two, yesterday's two box score. Double Wagners. Yeah. You cannot beat that. No, no. Anyone who knows that uh, you got one Wagner is a, is a lot to handle, but two? That's a beautiful composition. Hey-o. Um... Think about this, Ken. Like, Morris, uh, ben, Paolo Banchero goes for, what, 23 or 26 in yesterday's game? Okay, he's a great player. That's fine. He gets 26. Nice game for him. 
But holy smokes, what in the world? He had 23, I'm sorry, 7-5 and 23. Um, how How is Moritz Wagner going for 27 against the Celtics? Like, this guy doesn't average anywhere near that kind of level. Like, what's it, what's he averaging on the season? Um, in his career, he's a 16-minute, 8.5-point guy. What is this dude going off for almost 30 against the Celtics for? And so they so they yeah, they they lead by 11 in the first and then they go into the half up by eight. See, it was 56 56 48. Okay, that's probably where this game should have been. And Jalen Brown actually had a good first half. He started on fire. Uh-huh. And then what happened in the second half when they needed him? <laughs> then he missed 13 of his last 14 shots, including a layup. Oh, holy in the smokes. Third. Yeah, the third quarter was a disaster for the Celtics yesterday. Not only does Jalen Brown just go ice cold, but then of course you get the Porzingis left calf routine. Here we go. Uh, nobody had a good game to for the Celtics yesterday. And it's Drew probably Holiday. a typical like letdown after the Bucks game. Drew it's Holiday didn't that. play. Yeah, they were putting Porzingis and Cornette on the floor together. Double big Cornette. What's your what's your nickname for Cornette, Fitzy? Uh, the, the um does it, Keith calls him the murder Cornette. The murder Cornette and Porzingis. That's a dynamic power duo. Wow. But then Porzingis leaves in the fourth, and they just collapse. See, every time I try to talk Celtics on the show, this is the Ken and Curtis show, Fitzy's in for Curtis. Curtis does not want to bite. He thinks nothing really is matters until the uh, postseason, which he could be right about. I don't know. What can I, we I learn about this team in the regular season? I disagree thoroughly. You are now 20% into the season. You're not, I mean, you're still working things out. You've got chemistry that you need to develop because you've got some new parts and people in different roles, obviously folding in the Zenger and Drew Holiday this year. I get it. But... It, it's it's strange how the Celtics they can they can compete with if not topple the better of the league, but then when they go against these other teams that are young, hyper athletic that weren't that great recently and now are starting to come into their own, they have issues with them. And look, what were they? They're twelve and four. Sure, no nobody should complain about a team that has a chance to win sixty plus games. I get it, but I, I don't know. They're just there are these little things that happen with this team. And how how how? Let me ask you this, Ken. How often do we start or get into the territory of, well, and then Jalen Brown had a bunch of turnovers or Jalen Brown faded in the second half? Right. This guy will continue to be held, whether it's fair or not, to a different standard around the league and in this town because of the contract he signed until he does something special to help them achieve the ultimate goal. At least that's how I feel about it. I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. And you're right about Porzingis. The injury is, even though it's not serious, doesn't appear to be serious, MRI on the calf, whatever, um, that's the big worry there. If he, and if he goes out, as we saw yesterday, that could be a big problem. Unless they address it at the trade deadline with some kind of depth. If you'd care to weigh in on the Celtics, feel free. 617-779-7937. They lose yesterday. And the uh, in-season tournament, Fitzy, have you been uh, going over the... Various machinations with Sean Grandy to figure out whether they are in or out. So that was their first. That was their first loss yeah. in in-season tournament play, if I'm not mistaken. If anybody could explain, <laughs> the end, I don't want to get on the radio. I like the courts. I like the courts. The courts know. are fun. I know, boy. Have you seen the social? The media magic reaction? one I could have lived with, but I'm not like watching Chicago or any of these teams with those brightly colored things. It's something different, you know. At least it's something. They're trying something. I give them credit for that. I don't understand I, it. I'm, I love Adam Silver's. I love the idea of Adam Silver wanting to do something. Yeah, the magic one is kind of fun. Yeah, like I, I like that one. Who's whose is this one? Have oh my god, the Indiana Pacers looks like a Mr. Beast chocolate bar <laughs> wrapper. Jeez, those are terrible. 
I mean, people hate the one in the garden, too. Um, yeah. I, I, I love the idea that Silver brought to it, like shaking things up a little bit, like loving what they do with like Champions League and the, you know, the Euro Cup and all these different sort of in-season tournaments um, that surround your Bundesliga and the EPL and all that jazz. That's great. I just still have I have no idea how this operates. I really I don't want to sound as irrelevant as I know I am when I say this, but <laughs> like, I have no idea how it we, works. Had, we took a call already saying more Fitzy. <laughs> well, I mean, it was more Fitzy and Hart, let's be fair, but still. I do know they said yesterday if they win, they would have moved on to the next round, but they didn't win, so now I think they have to win again on Tuesday. They've got their work cut out for them. Will Who there be a banner? If you win the in-season tournament, would the winner put up a banner in the, in the arena somewhere? Or would that be mocked relentlessly across the nation? Please, please. Is it going to be somewhere between the Patriots 16-0 and banner that was tucked <laughs> into a corner of Gillette and the finalist banner field in Indianapolis, Indiana? Have mercy. Are you... Considering the storied history of this franchise and how it's all about gangrene banner 18, to hang an in-season Yeah, that would, that would technically uh, be banner 18. Uh, then you'd go to banner 19. What an insult. I, Red Auerbach would be throwing lit cigars from the grave at anyone who dare do that. So what the next one is Tuesday, in-season tournament, group stage, Bulls at Celtics. So if there they win go. that one, must Joe, win. if That's they win that. Win. Thank goodness it's in Boston because I cannot stand that Chicago core for the life of me. Big, bigger the, game today is Bruins-Rangers. That is an Eastern Conference clash. The elites yeah. of the East. Yeah, what, is it, what, is it the, what is it that the Red Wings have on the – and while we're on the subject of teams your team can't beat for love or money, what is it that the Red Wings do that just absolutely unlocks the cheat code against the Bruins? Yeah, I don't know. We're undisciplined yesterday, seemed to be the narrative from our Scott McLaughlin and others. Too many penalties. Bad PK and too yep. many penalties. All right, 617-779-7937. A lot of uh, texts, uh, plan, QB, coach combos to clean up. I do want to ask you, too, it's Ohio State-Michigan Day, Fitz. About the Harbaugh factor. He's not going to coach today. Are you interested potentially in Harbaugh coaching here? Jim, not John. Next year, we'll ask Fitzy that question next on the Kenny Curtis Show. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.